back, everybody. We're doing another edition of Sports Hall, the Salsa Orgies. This is episode two. Once again with us is Sean Murphy. We've got Maddie Goldberg. Sean, recap us on what we discussed last. I want to recap everything, so go for (laughs) it, buddy. Okay, so so I discussed my... my visit to the Dominican Republic, particularly Puerto Plata in the north of the country. Basically, I, I was there for 30 days, fell in love with the country, fell in love with a girl, fell kind of in love with a lot of girls. And um, and I was going to then continue the story of a little bit of time back in New York and then my trip back to Puerto Plata, which got even crazier and crazier. Okay, but there's just a few a sec, things. Is, is Matt, Maddie, is he missing anything from this recap? Uh, you, you think the. Think, uh, so you go there, you go to the Dominican Republic, you go there because you want to stir. You meet yeah. some dude, Kip, who takes you to this whorehouse. I just I just texted with Kip like earlier this morning. He's a good dude. Good. I'm sure he's going to love that his real name is on this. He doesn't care. Okay. So then you go there, you meet these girls. There's a thing called a novieta. I always say it wrong. A, a novia? Yeah. So you become a novia with one girl, which means that you guys are lovers of some sort. But then yeah, you, meet another girl. Yeah. you meet another girl named Yamanika, who you just fall for. And she becomes your novia. And you want to marry her. And yet you're having foursomes, uh, reggaeton foursomes, salsa threesomes. And some of the guys there are getting a little salty with you. Because you've hijacked all the hot chicks and took them to an apartment, and you're just like, you know, this is it is what it is. Survival yeah. to yeah. the fittest. I, I, I should add something that's kind of interesting yeah. is that none of the black guys ever got angry with me because I wasn't taking the big booty girls. Okay, uh, noted. And so there's a racial guy with a giant penis. There's a racial component to yeah. the um the, the animosity towards me it's it's almost exclusively old white men um okay so look white supremacy is the biggest problem in our country and it's a big problem public so uh, so i'm 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 fighting against white supremacy with my yeah. dick. um and so there's two um foursomes i i should tell you about i i did, did i tell you about the time where we had we overlooked the jacuzzi yeah, you saw the big black penises. I saw the big black dicks. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. That was probably the, the hardest I ever laughed in my life. And it was also romantic, too. Because you're going to say that was the hardest you ever got. Yeah. Uh, no, I wouldn't say that. Because there's something about a foursome where, be, I guess because there's just so many people, like, you're not, I was never as engorged as, you. because it's just, it's hard to describe exactly, like, how, the different levels of engorgement. Any that's that's a biological issue. I'm not I know it's kind of a throwaway joke. I, I, well, yeah. I also like how you're, <laughs> you're talking about where it's 10 a.m. on a Wednesday morning in December. You're talking about a foursome in New Jersey with a Christmas. Well, I just had behind. I just had lunch, so this is the perfect yeah. time because the best foursomes are in the afternoon, honestly. And like, then you take the girls to dinner is what your your thing is. It's like yeah, well, or lunch. You you saw the yeah. picture of us eating lunch. That was post foursome. Yeah. That yeah. Um, you missed that. Those. Was, I that was tell. after the jacuzzi thing with yeah, yeah. That was that was the funnest. That was one of the funnest days of my life. Um, and so, uh, about a week later, I'm in my apartment with Yamanika, Natalie, and and Lucerna. She's the tall white one that you may have seen on my Instagram. I mean, I don't study your Instagram, but 
I, well, you well when I wasn't posting, you freaking called the embassy. But... Well, of course. I mean, you went radio silent for six weeks, which will okay. get to. So, so, um, so I had the three of them over, and there was one, you know, the, and and this girl Lucerna, like she trimmed my balls. Natalie gave me pedicures. Like when these girls nice. like you, yeah, they'll treat you like a king, even, and they'll stay longer than you paid them for. Like they really enjoy just hanging out i mean and they're so they're super talented like any of these girls given pedicures and and maybe a blowjob on the side could make so much money <laughs> but they wouldn't even like i mean i actually i don't think they would even do it because it's illegal here like these girls what's follow the, the talent law. of trimming balls is there a talent to that you gotta be you gotta be gentle you gotta yep. be precise um it's definitely something you want to happen in the afternoon before anyone's too drunk um yeah, that would and suck they, if they're drunk and they missed the spot. No, they, yeah. The thing is, I never saw a single one of these girls wasted. I mean, maybe like towards the end, end of the night, they've had a bunch of beers yeah. and they're like acting kind of goofy, but I never saw any of them on drugs. Um, I never the girls never tried to sell me drugs. I know some other girls there would get drugs for guys if they asked, if the guy asked, like just, mm -hmm. just weed, as far as I know. Um, like these are very good girls and they follow the law. I don't think they would come up here to be whores. Simply because they would they would be so afraid of getting arrested, they they don't want to work for pimps. They they they're just they think of themselves as better than that. Yeah. Um. So they don't uh, they wouldn't do that up here. Um. I, right. I mean, for the most part, I think some you know some girls. I'm sure there are some girls there who would, but that I would even tell these girls like you could make a thousand dollars a day. You know, they probably could like, on a sugardaddy.com like, website or some shit. Well, but they'd be like, I don't want to. I've got a family here. I don't want to deal with the police. Up there. I don't, they don't know how the system works up here. They don't, I mean, and I guess what they don't understand is that like you can be a high priced escort as long as you're careful and do it completely, you know, quasi legally. And you'll never have I a feel problem like you want to be their pimp in America. You're like, no, I thought, out. dude, I thought about that a lot. I was like, I would be the I best tell. because they love me. I would be I like, tell. I would be. No, I, but, but I don't want to do that because of course I don't, I don't want to be in a situation where my love for these girls is in conflict with my income. It sounds like you really, really love them. It's beautiful. I do. I really do. I mean, I've had to like put the brakes on. I obviously had to put the brakes on things with Natalie. I yep. had to put the brakes on things with Lucerna, you know, because like I love Yamanika and I these can't, are and you know, and you just can't, confuse yourself like that you know you can't marry like, four cookers yeah they, i mean this isn't saudi arabia you know if this is saudi no. arabia things yeah. be a lot easier if you um, were in saudi arabia would you marry all these girls if well you have to be able to afford it <laughs> that's but in saudi arabia everyone gets like you know twenty thousand dollars a year it's, they basically got like andrew yang universal basic income yeah. even if you're a dumb as shit saudi i mean not if you're a guest worker from the philippines but like Every anyway, fucking we at the sports hall have no problem with people from the Saudi Arabia. Just <laughs> no, 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 no. I've actually had a, a lot of great friends from Saudi Arabia. Yeah. No, yeah, they're, they're super just, nice we, guys. We just they're very generous. You know. They'll okay, invite so, you to, <laughs> so Sean, let's invite get, you to eat camel. Okay, so 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 anyway, go, talk um, about going back to the states for a week because this is what no, I. No, let me let me let me just cover my 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 tattoo, my burn. Oh yeah, all right. So you go. Okay. Right. So, so one afternoon i've got 
Yamanique and Natalie and Lucerna, they're over my apartment. The three of them are just sleeping in like a bed together. It was a two bedroom. Uh. And it was, it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. I took a little picture of them sleeping and I was like, I'm, I feel so good. But when you feel really good, you should not go for a walk with $200 in your pocket. In you already Kostama. told this story. I took, but th- 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 did I then tell you how I got burned? No, but you, you, okay. you're, st- you're setting the story up because I re-listened to part one yesterday and you yep. go, when you're, when you're feeling good, you shouldn't take a walk with $200 in your pocket. Okay. So you're so that, repeating a that's story, story in a nutshell. That's when I, that's when I, I must've changed focus or something at that point. Right. Okay. All right. Okay. So I go for this walk and these two total ghetto looking chicks say like, get, get on our motorbike. Yep. And so I'm like, all right, fine. One more adventure before I like marry one of these girls. Um, and they take and, you to this really fancy house with Venus the Milo statues. Okay, yeah, right. And then, and then and it, it was basically something out of David Lynch, right? Yeah. Like the Red Room from Twin Peaks. Do you guys know <laughs> Twin Peaks? Absolutely. Yeah. One of my favorites. Yeah. Okay, so, so David Lynch is going to play. The reason I wanted to emphasize this, and I wasn't sure if I told the story, but David Lynch, Dave, Lynchian imagery is going to play a role in, in the rest of the story. I love it. Bring in the art, art house, okay. uh, salsa orgies. So, so anyway, so I, I told the girls I wasn't interested after a little bit. And, and the funniest thing about the girls that look really ghetto is they tend to be like more goody two-shoesy and the girls that look more upper class tend to be like much more vicious when it comes to getting their money from you. And like, and, and, and like, so like the ghetto girls, and, he, and this is also true of like the beach whores, I would just say like, Tango Novia. I have a girlfriend. They'd be like, oh, okay, sorry, no problem. Like, I'm not gonna try to fuck you anymore. Like, they're very sweet about it. Whereas the the like the other girls that worked at Barbara Negra, even though they were you know, Yamanika's co-workers, I would be like, I would say to them, like, Tango Novia, they'd be like, You're the boss of you, bitch. You know, like yeah. these girls were like <laughs> savage capitalists. So it's it's another lesson in you know, looks can be deceiving. When I left this Venus de Milo room, I walked down to the street. I had just a hundred pesos on me. So like less than two bucks, but that was enough to hire a motorbike. I was feeling so good about myself that I got on the motorbike sloppily and burned the shit out of my, um, ankle, out of my like heel. Like, yeah. Like, like it's, and everyone, oh. because oh. like, because people, people ride motorbikes as passengers, like from the day they're very young. So like, from the time they're like six, they're always in danger of getting these little burns and they call them Dominican tattoos. So, and everyone has them there. You repeated a story, you nut job. Okay, so, okay, but okay, but I didn't mention the David Lynch part, did I? I mean, I guess, but I mean, like that's-, that's Okay, well, I asked up. you if I told it and you said no. No, I just told you you told it. I finished your sentences. Okay, all right, well, let's, okay, so let's move on. So I come back to yes. New York. <laughs> Jeez, I come back to New York. I come back so to what, New York. Okay. Street. All right. Well, let me just, you come back to New York. What I see on Instagram, and then you can tell me I'm wrong. You just start partying at the, the karaoke bars. You're just coking it up and drinking at the karaoke nope. bars. There's no Coke, no Coke in New York. Okay. Drinking. Okay. But there's, there's some stuff you didn't see. All right. And this, this, is, this all starts because one day, one day, Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, they all go down. You know, they're all like Facebook companies. Yeah, I right? remember that day. Yeah. The only thing left was Snapchat. So I get on Snapchat 
And it was mm-hmm. kind of funny, like some old friends from Columbia Law School came up and I got in touch with them. But that yeah. place is fucking lousy with whores, right? Like, you know, OnlyFans girls and maybe some legit prostitutes. So I start talking to this one girl named Bunny. But I thought you're getting married. What the fuck? Are you doing here? Dude, okay, so so here's here's where my mind was um October 1st when I got back at first. Yeah. Sure. I wasn't sure if I was gonna get married or be the world's best pimp or both. Jesus. I was like in my crazy because this is what this is when I'm like fully manic at this point. Yeah. Because like I'm not with Yolida, so there's no, there's no sorry, Yamanika. Uh, there's there's no one to kind of like <laughs> I love how you down. gave us rules about her name and then you fuck up. Okay, well that was <laughs> Yolida is just a name. There's lots of girls with that name. Actually, there exactly. aren't, but whatever. Yeah. Um, it's a really good thing she doesn't know English very well because now she doesn't. Actually, I told her that I that I'm telling the story and I'm using a different name and she loves it. Like she thinks she's going to be famous. Oh yeah, she loves it. I'd be mean, like. Who she's knows? Gonna be Julia Roberts from Pretty Women. Who knows how she's gonna feel in five years when Maybe her she'll son's win third Academy Award for being a playing a lawyer? Okay. Never know, man. An environmentalist lawyer. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, she's honestly talented enough to so, be an actress, but all right, but you're all over the place today, brother. You, okay. You, what's going on with you today? I didn't. Well, I didn't have anything to drink today, so I'm a little all over the yeah. place. Okay, I was so a little let's sh- get back to New York. You're I was a little, sh- I was a little Snapchat. I was a little shit faced last time. So, wait, you're more focused. lucid when you're shit faced. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, go to the fridge, open it yeah. up, start yeah. pounding no, my, coors. I, I'm in my I'm in my parents' house, and it's a dry house. So okay, so so Sean, so you you uh you're on uh, Snapchat talking to some girl bunny. And are you hitting and, the karaoke bars as well? Hold on, hold on. No, forget the karaoke. There, there's nothing interesting that really goes down at the karaoke bars other than just kind of me trying to not be lonely, you know. But I got, you. but yeah. but I also have this. I get this. I instead of staying more time with my parents, mm-hmm. I get this hotel in like Chinatown, Lower East Side. That's like two hundred bucks a night, and I keep blowing money on that. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of lonely. And so I'm on Snapchat talking to this girl named Bunny. And you remember the line from from uh, Twin Peaks, The Return? It's it's not about the bunny. Uh, Luke White. What's that? Wait. Oh, the, uh, the line when, is not about yeah, the, the bunny, bunny things. Yeah, I remember that. Like when, when Hawk opens up all the Laura Palma fire, files and... and um, Lucy had eaten a chocolate bunny from the okay. 80s or from the 90s. No, no, I'm, I'm kind of lost now. And, okay, but anyway, Hawk Hawk says, Lucy, it's not about the bunny. And then he pauses and he says, Is it about the bunny? So I'm just kind of laughing that this girl name is girl's name is Bunny. And I, I walked out of the Venus de Milo Twin Peaks Red Room. And then there's another four <laughs> that I found who's too. I sent These are her girls like, in, in New York. I that's what they said. Let me finish, okay? I just they need said, you need details just so I, people I, know what's and, going but, on. But the whole just let me talk, you mongoloid. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sean. <laughs> okay, so there's Bunny who says she's, but she clearly has 
she's from Montreal. She clearly has some asshole Quebecois pimp. And she says she's around like 24th Street on the east side. There's this other girl who I think is somewhere in Brooklyn. And she sent me a video of her sucking cock with fire walk with me tattooed on her chest. Really? That's a keeper. Oh, wow. And so, and so both of them were like, you have to send me money via cash app to like make a reservation. Right. Oh yeah. That's a great idea. So, so hold on. So I open up, I open up cash app and I didn't, I didn't remember. I actually had like $1,500 in there. Um, I totally forgot. You did have $1,500. I did. I did. And, and exactly. That's the word. I sent a bunch to Bunny who said on her way to my hotel, she had a car accident and she posted photographs of where the accident happened at the Gouverneur Hospital right next to Chinatown. So she's obviously a great hustler. The fire walk with me girl um uh probably doesn't exist or i I mean also maybe i was just too drunk and manic to even like follow through anyway at one point i took out 500 bucks from my checking account and went to the 7-eleven to put more money on my cash app because because they kept milking me for more and all in all i probably spent about three thousand dollars on these whores that don't exist or are purely internet scams no, I, I believe Bunny actually got in the car accident. I think she died that day coming. To- no, she, well, she's still on Snapchat. I, 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 I talked to her a little bit since I've been back, but I don't, I don't think she's for, well, I think she's, I think she's um, just an internet hustler. I don't think she's a real. I, I Wait, so what, what, what made you con- continue to give them money if they weren't showing up? Because I, because, because Bunny was like, well, if you give me a little more, my Ukrainian friend can come. And then if you give me a little more, I'll stay for the whole night. And, Bunny had to go out with some Fox News celebrity the first night I was going for her. So it just, it was just, they were, I mean, I have no idea. I, but, but here's the thing. Here's I believe it. Because there is a rumor that Tucker Carlson and this weird hooker Bunny had sex. It's, well, she said it was some guy named Chuck, which probably, which sounds a lot like Tuck. So yeah, it was probably Tucker um, Carlson. But you should have yeah. sent her flowers in the hospital. You insensitive well, I didn't prick. think it was real. By that time, <laughs> I thought it was all a hoax. Anyway. Of course um, it was stupid. Okay, so here's the how, thing. How here's my, by the way, it's guys? funny that you can laugh at this. Maddie like sent some girl fifty bucks for an Uber or something. No, I was, sent her fifteen dollars. Fifteen dollars for an Uber and it ruined yeah. his whole week. Yeah, three years well, ago. The girl was like, me sick. and then as soon as I sent the money, like her her profile disappeared and like the cash app disappeared, like within seconds of sending it. But I knew it. I was like, I'm gambling. I'm so happy I'm not Jewish. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, it sucks to be Jewish. But anyway. Anyway, here's why this is a happy story. Listen, yeah. because, yeah, I, I spent a lot of money stupidly, but it immediately disabused me of the notion that I was some kind of like core expert. You know, like sure. I was like, okay, I got totally swindled by the internet, by these hookers, by whatever. I'm done with at least New York whores, internet, whatever. Like I didn't try to do that shit ever again in my time back. And I guess another problem is that I lost my debit card. And so it was really hard to get a ticket back. Eventually a friend of mine paid for the ticket. I zelled him some money. So it wasn't a problem. And we're back, back to the Dominican Republic. I flew back October 10th. 
Okay. You don't have, you don't have as much money this time. I don't have a lot less money. It's, it's, it's dwindling rapidly, but here, my plan was, okay, get back. Cause you lied. And I talked every day. I, at one point at a, at a karaoke spot in Chinatown, Gasolina came on. She called me. I basically proposed to her via WhatsApp. Oh my um, goodness. You know, Obviously, it wasn't a legally binding proposal, but whatever. It was did the cute. people there like cheer and stuff? Yeah, of course they did. They, it's fun. Not everyone what a is heartwarming par- moment. Yeah, not everyone is as paranoid as you are, Maddie. Well, gasolina is just like brings people together. You know, it does. It does. So, so um, I let me just check to see if anyone's hello. I, I, I don't want my parents to hear the whole story. They're not going to listen to this. Um, well, they, if they if they do, they'll be very proud of you. Yeah, who, know, who cares? What part um, would disappoint them the most? I think giving three thousand dollars to imaginary hookers. Um, That's your lowest it, moment so far, it, by the way. It's it's hard to say. No, well, it gets a lot lower. I mean, because so not only that, you know, it's a scam. It you're still lower. sending them money. At the time, I wasn't sure they were scamming, but I am now. Anyway, um, I'm sorry about your $15, Maddie. That must really hurt. Well, I knew was, I knew that I was gambling. I was like, okay, I'm going to gamble here. They're probably not real. We'll see what happens. It's like a 10 to 1 chance yeah. it's real. So the girl was like... With, a, with you know, I, I mean, that $15 must mean a lot to you with a rich sister who, like, pays your way. You know, it must be hard. Look at this shot taking shots at me. I love it. I love um, it. <laughs> so so um anyway i i fly back it takes me uh it takes me a little bit longer than usual to get through customs just because like my my the, the internet was bad and you have to like fill out a form yolada's texting me right away she's like you're a barber negra aren't you fucking some hoes i'm like no 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 i'm not I'm totally not but my friend rob who'd flown down before me um was there to pick me up at the airport he had like my doorman at my apartment building that i'd rented like he he was there I, like it was a very nice welcome um we go to um on the way to I mean, my place look when daddy yankee comes back to the dr they give him the royal treatment well well let's we'll see what happens when i go back in january or february but it'll okay. be very different i promise you um uh so on the way there, we stop at a place called Oasis, which is a different kind of like resort than Barba Negra. The girls are a little, let's say, rougher. Um, but the girls also live there. So you can go there like at two in the morning and, and, and take a girl. Whereas at Barba Negra, they all go home at 11. Um, so we, like, we, stop, right. we stop by Oasis just to check it out, play a little pool. There's this one girl I flirt with a little bit. I give her like 200 pesos just to be like, hey, thanks for hanging. We have a beer. I go back to my apartment. Yolida comes like almost immediately. She's it's the it's the most heartfelt, you know, welcome I can imagine. Um, oh. It's really nice. She like showers me. It was very beautiful. We, she wash, we washes your balls. She washes everything. Um, your, and your, uh, your gross asshole. She washed she did she does she did and um and we also <laughs> we, we have unprotected sex for the first time wow oh, that, is, that is love 
That is love. Yeah, I know. That's like when Julia no, it's Roberts very clear that this thing is real. Mouth. Remember when Julia Roberts didn't kiss on the mouth and then she kissed? Yeah, well, the, well, the, I mean, it's not like the whores down there. They they don't they they won't do it unless they actually like you. They they a lot okay. of them did it with me because well, this is love, you know, bro. No, but but a mouth kiss isn't that hard to do. But they they will resist you a little bit if they don't and if they if they don't like you at all they'll they won't do it at all um which which there's a couple times where it was clear with some girls that that it wasn't going to happen but most girls who date maddie won't kiss him on the mouth either no I well they make me brush my teeth which i don't like to do that's because he's sucked so much josh spearcock that it yeah. tastes like cocaine who's josh spear josh spear is this crazy comedian in new york that was like it was a little out there, and Sean, him and Sean had a little beef. He was a total asshole to Sean. Biggest uh-huh. prick to Sean ever and forever. I, I can't like Josh because of what a dickhead. He just pulled a really shitty move on Sean that was so uncool. I mean, I don't know if I should go t- talk no, about No, let's not. Him. Let's, like, we should, we could do another episode about all my comedy <laughs> shit. Like, that would be yeah. fun, but, like, let's, let's sure. keep it focused on DR. Well, you're the one who goes on the tangents, not me. Well, let's then, <laughs> stop going on tangents and let's get back to the story. Um, okay. so, so you're, you're, so she comes over, she, uh, has unprotected sex with you, which is a big deal out there. And then what do you do? You cuddle in bed, you spoon. No, people don't, people don't really cuddle down there because it's too hot. Okay. Like it's too hot to cuddle. So you you fuck and then you start cooking dinner, right? Or whatever. You do you you jump in the pool. Like you don't sure. Um uh and um so that night I took my friend Rob's a big karaoke dude, so I took my friend Rob to the the bar on the on the beach with the place I did karaoke for the first time in long mm-hmm. in a long time. Yeah. You lied it was there with a cousin. Um, uh, it was, um, oh, earlier that day, um, you lied and I were in the pool and there were these, um, five Germans, five German boys, like all like 22, 23. Oh boy. And, and I told them a little earlier about this place, Barbanegra around the corner. And they were like, ah, oh, we don't know about this. We are not here for the horse. We're just here for the cocaine and the beach. I was like, okay. Um, but then I'm in the pool and she's just kind of like frolicking around me and hugging me and I'm kind of picking her up and I'm talking to the five German dudes about like history and politics and Trump and Hitler and all this stuff. And I was thinking like, I really can have the best of all worlds because you know, like when you're with a girl and you start talking about politics, you start talking about or history or something or sports and and she's just not interested and she gets bored and angry and kind of huffy. Mm-hmm. Yolanda wasn't like that at all. I mean, one, she didn't understand what the hell I was saying, you know, because I was speaking. But she English still liked your voice. But she liked being around me, and so oh. and so it was really it was really nice. I could talk to these Germans about guy stuff, yeah. and she was there, but didn't care. She didn't judge. She just didn't care. That I mean, that's a, and a lot of Dominican women are like that. Like, you know, if you're and having the a great thing about you is every, when you did this, you had such morality. Like you knew that Trump was. A shitty guy that grabbed girls by the pussy that was gross, and you could call him out for it, and that's really amazing. Well, okay, um, but that's not the point of the story. The yeah, point I'm of the just story saying, that's my reflection of what's going on. <laughs> okay, the point of the story was that, like, and this is true of a lot of Dominican women, like, as soon as her their man is off talking whatever men talk about in yep. English or not, 
like they get on their phone they just don't care they don't they don't mind guys being guys and you know they get on the I phone they... it's it's not easy you know who i am i'm maddie g it's not easy for me to meet somebody because i'm so weird you know and it's weird yeah, but the thing is the a girl that from there won't care like she won't she well, she'll just sean yeah so anyway so when did so, you so you're having fun now did you run out of, how did you run out of money are okay, you hold on. let me let me finish yeah. let me finish the story of the monday Why are you I walking around by the way you're making me because crazy. i like to pace i like to pace okay Why sorry. are you asking so many questions that's my job no you're, you're supposed to ask questions about the story not about my mannerism right, this so, is a video okay, continue because i'm letting you dictate the story this okay. is a, it is okay, a great so, story so so that night, I, we go to karaoke. Yolida takes off a little early, which is fine. She doesn't really like it when I'm all crazy and karaoke'd out. Um, but then we go, and Rob, I told Rob a bunch of times, like, go to Bob Renegro, pick a girl, bring her back to the apartment. It's no problem. He wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it. Finally, we go to Oasis that night. I see the same girl that I saw in the afternoon. Rob pays for me. He pays for himself. That was the one girl he was with the whole the whole three days he was down there. Nice. Um, and that wasn't such a big deal because it wasn't a coworker of Yolida's, Yamanika's. See, I really should drink more. Um, and um, but it was sort of you know it was it was not it sort of set me up for you know some some drama that was to follow. So the next day, Yamanika is texting me frantically. She's like. The mama-san tells me I have to work today. What the fuck? Because I thought I had paid the mama-san through um, that Tuesday or Wednesday. So I'm like, okay, let me walk over there and, and check out what's going on. And, and the mama-san is just like, no, you only paid through Sunday. And she had the day off yesterday anyway. But, um, but you know, so I was like, okay, fine, fine. Here's a thousand pesos. That's that covers her for the day. You know, she wasn't ready to fully quit quit yet. And I was like, okay. Um, Cause you know, when she quits, she quits. That's it. Like she can't just go back. Yeah, of course. If, if, if things don't work out, you know, maybe mm -hmm. she can go back after a while, but there's, I think there's like a waiting list to work there. Um, it's a coveted position. It is. Yeah. Because the girls feel like, you know, safe there and they, they make, they probably could make more money on the beach, but you know, it's just, that comes with its own problems and risks. And, and also sometimes like, sometimes you'll see the hottest girls in the world walking on the beach and they don't meet anyone all day just because it just doesn't, you know, some, you know, sometimes they won't like the guys that approach them or sometimes they just don't meet anyone with money, you know? Yeah. Um, so, uh, so I go, I pay the mama son, but then I see this girl, Luna, this beautiful black girl. I was like, okay, I just have to have Luna. I've been trying to, I was trying to get Luna earlier. It didn't work out. Like I got to have her before I can't have her anymore. Right. Um, so like I, I say, Luna, come back to my place. Luna gets a ride. From, I told you about Charlie, right? Who is Charlie? Charlie is the is a guy that has like a monopoly on driving the girls around and delivering nah, them food. We don't know Charlie. <laughs> Char Charlie's a moto concho guy. Like yeah. one day, one day I'm in my apartment and I hear Charlie deliver some food. And I say, like, 
guys, Charlie has to leave because I'm not allowed to have more than four people in this apartment. The owner, the owner of the building was this um, like Tatar, not even Russian, but Tatar guy who was very scary and always carried a yeah. gun. So sure. I was like, Charlie's got to leave. They're like, okay, fine. The girl's like, okay, fine. Charlie will leave. I come out of my room naked and Charlie's there having a beer. <laughs> like Charlie's a great dude. He's yeah. a super stand-up dude. Charlie will will play further into this story. Later, are you but... are you rock hard when you come out? Of your no, room? I'm totally I'm totally satisfied when I come out. Like okay, um, and so so Charlie gives her a ride. I walk over. Uh, oh no! First, I was with Luna in the jacuzzi at Baba Negra, which you're not supposed to do if you're a non-guest. But whatever, I break the rules. Um, and then she came back to my place. We got in the pool there. Then we got, then we had some very passionate time in the bedroom alone. And of course, Yamanika finds out. And she's like, she texted me. What's that? You she's like, timer. no, because I was, I was with the girl that she worked with. Of course, I don't, I don't think Charlie would talk, but maybe, but the girls are going to talk. They look at each other's WhatsApps, you know, of course she's going to committed adultery. Yeah. Sinful. So, so yeah. she texts me like you I hate you. Sinned. Okay. She texts me literally like in Spanish, it says, like, I hate you. You promised. I know exactly <laughs> what she's angry about. I'm like, fuck, I'm done. Right. Um, but in a way, I was kind of like relieved because she was wasn't acting as much like a wife as I would have liked like she kept asking for me to buy things and she had told me like that sounds like what a wife does no, well but but in a way that was more whore than wife you know yeah I got you um but then you give her a thousand bucks you told me I'd given her at by that time over four thousand dollars collectively right. and and so, and she had told me like, all I need is like five grand to quit my job. And then all I need for the rest of my life for my son and my mother is like a thousand dollars a month. So I was like, fine, that's easy, fine. But I was running out of money and like, I didn't have, you know, I figured like, oh, I'll be able to get some online work quickly. Cause I always can do that. But I was starting to feel like the walls closing in and I was starting to think, and like one, and, and I think like, before she found out about Luna, I was talking to her one afternoon and I was like, and I, I told her, no, I'm not going to give her, I'm not going to buy her more stuff. Like at least until I move in with it. Right. Like, yeah. like I'm not, I'm not going to buy her more stuff as long as I'm staying in hotels and shit. Yeah. And she looked a little, a little upset. And I was like, tu aburrida, you're bored, aren't you? I was like, she's like a little bit like she was, she was kind of bored because the money train stopped. Can I and interrupt that, real quick? Yeah. So that would be amazing if you were doing tutoring while you were there and, you know, you're talking to these college kids that are like trying to get in good colleges and their tutor is, is needs the money to, to like feed his whore addiction in the Dominican Republic. Well, there was one student who actually did really well in the LSAT. So he fired me because that's what happens, right? They do well and you don't get any more money. Yeah. And all these fucking Hebrews have never heard of a bonus. Um, <laughs> and, and so <laughs> and so <laughs> anti-defamation league will not like this. Oh, oh, they, the line. 
I've been I've been getting their kids to Columbia and Harvard for over a decade. I like how you can like say a race as a pejorative. It's pretty funny. I think it's hysterical. It doesn't bother me. You're funny. No, you know, you know who you know who has given me bonuses and and treated me really well. The Orthodox, the religious Jews have been great. It's the secular ones who've been like, I don't know about a bonus because that wasn't. Well, wait, wait, wait till you work in a. If I worked in a hotel, sorry, this is off track, but the Orthodox would come in and if they had uh, Shabbat, um, they would take one of their, you know, one of our people would have to walk, would have to go up and meet them at their room because they couldn't use anything electronic. You know, we had the electronic. Yeah, I know, I know, I know Shabbat. Yeah. Right. So then, but then they weren't allowed to handle money either on those days. So these guys would do this extra effort for them and receive nothing in return. Yeah. So. Those bastards. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, like, yeah, they, they, they're, they're, they can be really shitty with like working class people. But when it comes to like educators and stuff, like I've always gotten like That's bonuses and, and good and, you know, and good recommendations. Um, like I, there was a lot of yeshiva students who who hired me for a while. And yeah, I've been to Shabbos Goy. I, I dated this married Orthodox Jewish girl back in 2008. Maddie remembers her. Well, you, you so. mentioned her in part one. This is a funny thing. Like all the stuff you mentioned, you forgot about. Like what's going well, on with your memory? Well, Maddie, I, was, I just mentioned her very briefly. And you're just making it, you're, you're prolonging the story by criticizing. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, um, my time at this apartment building has come to an end. And I'm nearly out of cash. I go to a different apartment, sort of like in the hills of Kastambar, which is super nice. It's never crowded because he's sort of off in the middle of nowhere. But like one of the rooms opens up into the jacuzzi. It's got a huge pool. Um, I originally had that room, but he bumped me up to a two bedroom, which I didn't need. I don't know. I'm thinking like, how the fuck am I going to pay for this? But the guy kind of knew me. So he's like, you know, pay me tomorrow. And so... So I, I, I think I'm broken up at this point. I'm sort of, and I'm kind of relieved by it. I'm sort of like, ah, it didn't work out. That's, that's life, you know? Yeah. I have um, Lucerna come over. And when I call her, she's like at the police station. I don't know why she's there. Like, I guess she's doing some, like, you know, obviously the, the girls have a right to go to the police if you don't, if you don't pay or, you know, like that happens a sure. lot, but yeah. um, I, it wasn't anything horror related. And I start to tell her like, and but she comes over and I'm like, I'm, I'm a free man. And she doesn't really believe me because I'm clearly not a free man. Like I clearly was still in love, but I was trying to like, you know. I hear you're trying to get a little rebound, try to get your mind off. Yeah. It, yeah. it happens. Everybody goes there. But then I, I realized I can't pay her. Last word. <laughs> and so I'm like, wait, wait here, wait here. Let me think of something. So I walked out of the beach I'm like, what do I do? And there's this machete guy, a guy with a machete, the guys that like cuts the coconuts from the trees. Yeah. And he lends me like 1800 pesos, which is not the full amount I order, but like close enough. Okay. Uh, I mean, and this guy who like literally climbs a tree to cut down coconuts and then split the coconuts for the tourists. That's like, it's gotta be like a week's, maybe a week's salary for him, or maybe not. Maybe I'm exaggerating, but it's a lot of money for him. Um, he loans it to me, this guy with a machete. And I give it to her. She's like, okay, that's fine. Because she's kind of like, I don't want to be with this guy anymore too, because 
I always she like she liked me a lot and and you know she was one of the three with the 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 orgy back in my apartment and so and I kept I kind of like let her on and be like you're if only I met you first you know she's a little older she's 27 great singer great karaoke person you know like so kind of like superficially more my type but I don't I don't like dating someone that's more like me I like dating someone that's different you know of course um but it, but in a way like you know we would be perfect together like just but but not but we really aren't um and so so here I am I owe like 1800 pesos which is like you know um 35 bucks or a little less than 35 bucks to this machete guy this guy this guy walks around with a machete all day but everyone does there all the gardeners have machetes like it's totally normal to see like security guys with shotguns gardeners with machetes like you see that all the time um so i end up i meet this guy z who's like a regular at barbara negra he's a black guy from north carolina and he invites me to stay with him and he starts he's he's paying for drinks and oh i think a day or two before I got banned from Barba Negra the first time, not for anything to do with Yolida, but Yamanika, but, um, but my friend Kip had these NYPD guys with him. Sure. And, um, and I thought we were all buds. And then like, at one point I joked, Oh yeah. And this is true. Like my uncle is an internal affairs. So yeah that kind of set him off and then i was joking about joey gallo and then i beat their little friend frankie at nine ball pool and that that was the last straw and they were like sitting in the pool one day like yep you don't know who you're talking to we could fuck you up i was like where are you gonna find me you guinea pieces of shit like you know like i mean like you even know where i live in new york you even know if i'll ever be in new york again you think you're gonna fuck me up down here like go at try it try it so i'm gonna fight with the cops they, they complain, or maybe just everyone heard the yelling. I get banned from the place. Um, so whatever, I'm banned from the place where my girlfriend is now back at work or the love of my life is now, and she's working again, right? Because we're kind of yeah. broken up. Sure. Um, I'm basically out of money. I'm staying with Z. Z's being really cool and charitable and paying for everything. But that only lasts about like a week. And, and also like he, he had me stay in his second bedroom and it was on a balcony and the door, like a lot of doors it locks from the inside. So I couldn't even get out on my own to like go for a walk. So yeah. I would climb down the balcony and there was a camera and the landlord or the neighbors saw the, yeah. on the camera and they told Z like, he's got to kick me out. So basically I'm like, and this is like about after about a week of just kind of like, you know, sort of feeling free and like, and, and just like hanging out at the local bars and stuff. And there's this one sure. bar called Happy Hippo that was doing like a karaoke night on Saturday. And um, uh -oh. Oh, here, Mom, I'm doing the podcast, but I can. Are you coming into? No, uh, OK, so, you know, I am. Um, it was nice to be out of the, the Blackbeards scene for a bit. Um, but I was like just kind of totally lost you know um yeah not really didn't have much purpose which is not you know i mean at that point i was like eh, i'm leaving on the fourth this the, the date is around october 16th or so can so i, I say like, our last 
com- phone conversation that happened around this time? Yeah, probably. So it's around this time, I'll just say what happened. Around this time, you were telling me you gave uh, Yamanika, because I remember what the code word was for her, which you don't, <laughs> which you ex- ex- specifically said that that's her, her name on this. So you gave Yamanika $1,000 and that she was kind of a little cold and that you were starting to go to the ghetto. And I said to you, I think you're a little out of control right now. No, no, that this is, I was not going to the, I was not going to the ghetto at that okay. time. But I said, you're a little out of control and I think you need help. And the last thing you said to me was, fuck you. And you <laughs> hung up on me. And then I had, and then what happened was for you, there's Instagram stop. No more posting for about six weeks, which got me very nervous. So continue. Okay. So, so Z's told me I got to bounce, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, so it's like a, it's like a Wednesday night. Um, I decide, okay, I decide, okay, this is where I want to get, I want to get back with her. With, with Yamanika, I'm lost without her. I bought her this ring. I wasn't gonna propose that night, but I was kind of gonna propose like, but the, yeah. but, you know, like the thing is like, I didn't really know any place to meet her except for Barbara Negra. Oh, and I talked my way back in to Barbara Negra, thanks to Z yeah. and this, this, this whore named China. She's half yeah. Chinese, yeah. doesn't really know anything about China because her dad was Chinese and her dad was out of the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, she helped, you know, people were like, you know, I, this guy, Nico, this Romanian manager who came to Dominican Republic as a stowaway on a cruise ship. Uh, so I'm sure he's got his own stories, too. Um, yeah. He was he banned me initially for like three months, but it only ended up being like three days. So I'm back in there I'm having fun. I told Yamanika to meet me there. In the, she wasn't working that day, but it's like meet me there in the evening and, you know, we'll hang out. But like and it was funny because that day, like martin the owner of the karaoke bar on the beach on the other side of town he shows up and all these guys i knew from like a month before they show up and and i'm like surrounded by like you know 12 girls that i've fucked so like um it's kind of weird to think like oh i'm meeting this girl i'm gonna rekindle things and um but but i'm just getting you know kind of like happier and happier i'm drinking and uh, i start to feel like okay i gotta I'm starting to like talk really loud and get a little out of hand and I don't know. And then like Charlie told me that Yamanika is getting her nails done. So that takes anywhere from one to three hours. So I was like, all right, I gotta, I gotta go for a walk. And, and like the sun's going down. Um, so I go for a walk. I go to the bar next to happy hippo. Like these are bars on the beach. And this is a bar owned by a guy named Skipper from sleepy hollow, New York. Um, Skipper will come back into the story in the future. Skipper? Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you like a little story about Z before I... Yeah. Um, Z's uh, ex-Army Infantry. He's like 51. He's a DJ. Like, you know, he... We, we, we had a lot of fun together, but he would get, like, super drunk and get really stupid. And one day, he's, like, with this hooker named Francia. Mm-hmm. A beautiful black girl. And he was drunk, and we were up in a house in the hills like and he was like i'm gonna walk francia get on my back and she was like no z drove around a golf cart a lot of guys around there drive drive golf carts but his golf cart was fucking up so yeah. um 
So she was, so he's, and, and both Z and this other friend of Z's, thank God it was an older black guy, were like, Z, shut the fuck up and get a taxi. Do what she says. So, yeah. You know, you could afford a taxi, my man. Like, but he wouldn't listen. And yeah. this girl was, this girl was like, this girl Francie was like, Z, you're disrespecting me. I don't want to go home with you tonight. I don't care about your money. And I was like, that's a good girl. That's, I mean, like, and, and that's a lot of the girls down there. If you, if you're really drunk and I mean, they can handle drunk, but if you're drunk and disrespectful or just disrespectful, they're not going to take your money and they don't have to like, um, they don't put up with like bullshit the way you might think they would. Uh, anyway, so I'm, uh, this night as the sun's going down, which this is probably the craziest night of my life. This, you know, I'm thinking I'm going to rekindle things with the love of my life. And, and it didn't quite work out like that. So I see, I'm I'm at Skipper's. I see a girl whose silhouette kind of looks like Yamanika's, but it wasn't, it was this uh, black girl named Geraldine who was friends with Francia. And I hadn't quite realized at this point that there is no such thing as picking up a girl in a bar, like for free. Like, cause the whole time I'd been, but I'd been there, I was always going to like this resort, you know, Blackbeard's Barba Negra, where it's, uh-huh. where there's like a rule book and everything is sort of like official, but you never just pick up a girl in the bar. Like it, there's always money expected. Are there good girls down there that don't? have sex for money sure but you have to meet the parents first and you know like you know that's a whole nother you know yeah kind of rigmarole um so i like in like five minutes i'm fucking geraldine on the beach just and like on the beach can people walk by it's, it's it's dark and you can yeah. it's really easy to find secluded parts of the beach yeah. even really close to the bars like because it's just sure. you know I mean, you know, for somebody walking by, I wouldn't be sure if we were like dry humping or not. Right. Yeah. Um, and and I, I, I stop her after like three minutes. I'm like, no, I can't. This is I, I can't. Wow. This but, is a great you know, story. Heart, and, and, your heart. No, you shut up and listen. Dude, this is this. But like because there was penetration mm-hmm. in her mind, I owe 3000 pesos. I've got five bucks on. Which How much is, is three thousand pesos roughly? Uh, fifty-one dollars. Oh, okay. Well, hey, uh, yeah. it doesn't seem like a lot, but at the time, it was a lot. Hey, yeah. that's your entrance fee. So, like, there was a manager there, not Nico, the one who banned me, but the other manager was earlier was like, "Anything you want, ever." Oh. Um, but of course, he had no money for me. I'm standing by the manager's office, and I'm seeing the the working girls like give money back to the bar like i knew they had to pay the mama son off a little piece of what they made but like i i start to realize like god these girls really only make like two thousand pesos per dude not the three like obviously they keep their tips but i was like damn these girls make a lot less than you even think and oh and 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 so and so i've I tell David what's going on. He's like, I cannot help you. And I'm like, motherfucker. So I go back out. I, um, but before I went into BN, she was like, you know, if you don't pay me, I'll call the police. I'll call the mafia. I was like, really, you're going to call both? Like that's, that seems, and she starts like yelling, like getting, getting frantic. And, 
And so the mama son, when I'm inside Barbara Negger, the mama son figures out what's going on. She comes outside with me. I give Geraldine the $5. She gets on a moto coacher. She's like, I'm going to murder you tomorrow or whatever. You know, like she said something really nasty in Spanish. And the mama son's like, Sean, you should call your mother. I'm like, oh God, the mother of whores is going to call my mom. And, and then she calls Yola, Yamanika. And, and at some point, and, and the mom was like, how much money did you give to Yamanika? I was like, oh, a little over $4,000. All the girls go silent. Cause like, that's a shit ton of money. Of course. Them. And so she calls Yamanika. Yamanika shows up her cousin, her, like her cousin's a bigger blacker girl. Her cousin's driving the moto cone show. She shows, she shows up wearing a dress, the same color as the ring. <laughs> I was going to give her. She looks absolutely stunning. Like she's smiling. She gives 2000 pesos to Charlie. She's like, get Sean the fuck out of town tomorrow. <laughs> and we'll deal with this, you know, <laughs> at a future oh. date. Did you feel like you were going to be murdered? Like, did you ever well, feel like this is it? Well, no, I, no, I, but I felt like I, I felt like it was over, over, over until she showed up until Yamanika showed up. Yeah. And I just felt like, okay, it's not over. It's not good. <laughs> it's not no. good right now. But I, but I just had this feeling like she was, she showed up so fast. And, you know, if she had like just given me the money and said like, pay the whore and get out of my life, you know, like then it would have yeah. been over. Right? But kind of because she didn't give me the money because she knew like, I, at this point, I can't be trusted with two to 3,000 pesos. Um. She gave it to Charlie and, and, you know, that was, that was for a bus ride to Santo Domingo and some spending money. Um, and so I slept on the beach kind of afraid for my life, but there's actually a lot of really tight security in so you're like homeless pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Um, what, what do you have? Do you have like a bag or do you have like, I've got a, uh, my bag is stashed at a, at a hotel kind of resort next to where i was staying it's a long story this guy jose like at one point promised to like put me up for free as long as i helped him maintain the place but he's full of shit he's, a, he's an ex-slumlord from minneapolis yeah. so he's used to bullshitting people and um, now, do you like you're wearing the same clothes every day no 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 i had i had changes of clothes in my bag um okay. the same clothes every day will 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 happen but that we're not there yet Okay. Um, so I sleep on, but you know what? I, I, I didn't, you know, with the exception of a few moments where like, I thought maybe the security was going to come after me. Because mm -hmm. um, they always, they ride around like two men on a motorbike, one with a shotgun. So it's a little weird to see. And they're like kind of plain clothes dress. So they look like criminals, but they're not. Sure. Um, but actually like sleeping on the beach in Costambar is, Unless it's raining really hard, but even then, even it's even it's raining. There's like trees you can sit under. You You're not can, cold. It doesn't get cold at night. It doesn't. It doesn't get so cold that like the water's pretty warm all night. Yeah. Um, you basically shower like in the ocean. Um, it's pretty nice. Like I mean, I would sleep on the beach even if I didn't have to sometimes, just because it's like, or at least take a nap on the beach, you know, because it's really nice even at night, you yeah. know. Uh, it's gonna be so scary. No, nah, it wasn't that scary. There were a couple of moments where I was sort of like, 
you know, where I had like nightmarish thoughts, but they, they passed really quickly. Like, you know, there's like, there's like lightning bugs there and there's not like, there's no like jellyfish or poisonous snakes or anything like that in DR. Yeah. You know, like there's really bad jellyfish in Thailand and there's poisonous snakes in Cambodia, you know, like there's other places in the world well, where you don't. I'd really be more watch. worried about people, like just there's, there's no there, because this is kind of a, it's kind of a community of old people and prostitutes that shuts down at midnight or eleven. Gotcha. Okay, so it's like there's really there's no people around. Um, there really aren't. So, I am, um, you know, the sun comes up. I I I. I meet Charlie's always like riding around his bike at like seven in the morning. I just mm -hmm. ran into him because I get, I get my bag. Oh, here's a really funny story. I get my bag from Jose's place, the slumlord's place. Mm -hmm. And I'm walking kind of like through, through, I've told you like these sort of Rocky Hills in the um, West side of Kostambar. And I walk by this guy who's like, got like a sort of farmer's hat on and he's like, you're walking. And I was like, yes, he's, he's like, that's very weird. And he looks at me, he's like, you're in love, aren't you? Oh. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> and it turns out he's, he's a Portuguese guy from Tewksbury, which is really close to the town I'm in now, the town I grew up in, Clinton, New Jersey. Mm. And so I'm like, oh, that's funny coincidence. And he's just like, he's just like, you make me very happy, son. <laughs> <You know>? Oh. <laughs> And I was like, well, thank you. That's a very nice thing for an old man to say to a younger man who's going through some shit. And yeah. he's like, you must, you must cherish the way the love makes your body feel. <laughs> it's like a very Mediterranean, you know, view of things where like, don't worry about the future. Don't worry about all the things that can happen. Just, just cherish the feelings. And so, um, so, you know, as I, you know, it, it kind of made me feel like everything's going to be fine. And um, I met Charlie. Charlie drove me to the bus station. I got on the bus. Uh, there were actually some people I knew on the bus um, down to Santo Domingo, like this little kid, Booker, who couldn't have been more than like six, who like helped sweep up Happy Hippo, like because the owner of Happy Hippo is a really nice Dutch woman who like really cares about the people there, unlike some of the other bosses there who are really disgusting. Sure. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it was, um, it was a nice bus ride. And I, you know, I had some friends in Santa Domingo. Where are you Domingo. going? Oh, you're going to What's Santa that? Domingo. So Santa Domingo. Domingo. The capital. How, how, far, how far is that from Puta Plata? It's about a four hour bus ride. And the bus wow. is like never, the bus is never crowded. It's, um, it's And Yamanika is in Puta Plata. So she's now four hours away from you. Right. But her son and her mother are in Santo Domingo. Gotcha. Okay. So. There's a part of me that's like, okay, I'm gonna go to Santo Domingo. I'm gonna establish myself as a real man, and she's gonna come back to me, right? Yep. How are we doing for time? Uh, my mom's taking me grocery shopping at twelve thirty, so it's eleven sixteen. So we got about an hour to go. Okay. Um, I mean, we might have to I'm do gonna, another. I hour need a, I need a cigarette break. Uh, okay, uh, I can pause it. Um, okay. <laughs> okay, okay so we're back to san domingo you take the bus you're back in san domingo and what's going on there 
well, I get to the bus station. I, I'm, I'm walking with my bag and people, you know, it's a huge busy city and people are like kind of staring at me, like from the buses and the moto conchos, like what's this weird gringo doing walking? Cause people, gringos, especially like never walk there in the country. You know, they're always in taxis or, mm. or they rent motorcycles, or, you know, like, so it's, you, you, you see a different vibe, you know, but I'm feeling pretty good. I like, I get some Dominican food at a cheap place. I get some cheap wine. The cheap wine there is awesome. And um, and I um, I go back to the hotel that I went to the very first day I arrived, August thirty first, and they they remember me. And the, the it's like a mom and a dad and a son that run the place. Mm. And the mom when I when I left back like September fifth, she was like, "You're very tranquilo and come back anytime, and we love you." Aww. You know they didn't they didn't. They didn't see any of the wild side of me at all. And so, and so like they say, okay, pay when you leave in a couple of days, no problem. Oh, um, and so, I mean, I didn't really know what to do with myself. So I like took a nap and then I was walking around at night and I was like, let's, let's check out a club, you know, let's, let's see what, you know, and there's a nightclub like really close to my hotel. And this is in the zona colonial. So this is like where all the old Spanish architecture is. It's very beautiful at night. And, um, and so I meet this um, Dominican American dude and his, and he's like really kind of fat and from New Jersey and, and his gorgeous Brazilian girlfriend. And, um, yes. and I, I knew a couple of words in Portuguese and she was like, Ooh, international man. Mm. And, yeah. So I, I take him, I take him to this nightclub, Los Templos. You know, he buys a round of beers, and then, and then when the beer is done, he like whisks his girlfriend away. Like I guess because I don't know, he just didn't want to. He wanted to go home and be with her alone, clearly. And so I'm hanging out. I end up flirting with these Dominican girls, and this this Guatemalan guy is sort of sitting alone, staring at staring at me, laughing. And so I go over to talk to him and he's buying whiskeys and for both of us. And he's like getting drunker and drunker. And then eventually the bar cuts him off and they close the front gate because, you know, like a lot of clubs do that. So you have to leave by like the secret exit, which is like up these stairs and around. And, but he gets angry, starts throwing thousand peso bills at the bartender, tries to like break down the gate. So I like just grab him. Like, hey, Fernando, you know, come walk with me. And I walk him back to my hotel, but I was like, this is a family place. We can't go in there. He's like, ah, fuck you. And he walks off into the night. So I go back to the club and they're like, what's wrong? With, what's up with your friend? I'm like, he's not, I'm, this is all in Spanish, by the way. Like, he's not my friend, but I met him tonight. Sorry about that. And the owner saw this and he was really impressed that I like peacefully resolved the situation. And so, he um i start talking to him i'm like hey i really need a job <laughs> and so he's like all right come back tomorrow and when i come back the next day it's like you know 5 p.m but he said come at five but of course he doesn't show up for like 8 p.m and and he's like what do you want to do promotions i was like security promotions whatever he was like securidad you work security tomorrow come back wow. at five. come back at five with a black shirt i'm like okay so 
I'm like, how do I buy one black shirt in, <laughs> in Santo Domingo? You know, like, I don't know how to go shopping there for like, for, you know, there's obviously like tourist places, but I didn't have a lot of money. I, I managed to, there's like a place called Barrio Chino near the Zona Colonial, like a little Chinatown. Mm-hmm. So I managed, I managed to haggle with an old Chinese guy, a 150 peso shirt down to a hundred pesos. And, and so I've got a shirt and I'm hanging out, like not, you know, not much to do until five. And I see this, I meet this guy, Orlando, who's clearly like kind of a street urchin, maybe a crackhead, mm-hmm. um, but whatever he, he's, he's, he starts, he buys a beer and we start sharing a beer and talking. He's been double vaxxed Pfizer. So we had the same vax cards. So that was fun. And um, he introduces me to his friend, Victor. Remember the guy in Scarface who was like the Brazilian guy who murdered Scarface? Man, this is going back. I've seen the movie a bunch of times. but The I, guy that know. murders him at the end, like the big boss. Okay. So Victor, especially when he put on his shades, was like exactly like this guy. He's like, he's like the head of security at a different nightclub. And, and so he starts to walk me around his neighborhood. He's got a huge wad of cash. He's like super kind of serious, but he's like, this is my neighborhood. Like every church we passed, he has to like do a, he crosses himself and does a prayer and gives some money to the priest or whatever. Like this guy, this guy's totally like, he, he looks the part of a total mafia dude. He's like, I am looking for the girls for tonight. I am looking, you know, he takes me around to like, um, a couple of different these there, there's these little places they're kind of like bars kind of like supermarkets that are just open so we go to a couple of these he um he pays for uh, a shave at a dominican barber for me and when i said no oh, victor's gonna pay the room goes silent like oh no he's he said victor's gonna pay like that's some big faux pas but and victor was like the first one is free but never again do not say my name <laughs> And I'm like, dude, there's a lot of victors in this country. Like, <laughs> you know, but whatever. He's he's not a gangster. He's just like kind of playing the part. Um, and uh, and 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 so then I go to work, and it was a blast. Like, it, the funny thing is, I didn't even need a black shirt because they had an official security dodge shirt. You know, like waiting yeah. for me. And and when I put the shirt on, like. All the guys are like, yeah, this guy's part of the team now. And all the girls are like, what the fuck's going on? Like, <laughs> like it was just, but it was fun. And like, and the play, it was a Saturday night. The place got super crowded. Um, so what and is like, the security guard? What did you do there? I just, I just, the, the boss, well, the, the head of security just said, stand, you know, stay inside. You don't have to like work the front door and frisk people. Yeah. Just stay inside and, you know, look at what's going on and make sure everything's cool. And, um, and when I, you know, when, when duty required, I had to mop and sweep and, and when, um, and there was this one girl in particular, like she couldn't have been more than like 19, like utterly gorgeous. And her friends were like, dance with him, dance with, like, we're like dancing all, and clearly like, I'm having way too much fun. Like, you know, guests are pouring me drinks and, and I want to get today. I, well, I don't know yet. Cause that's the thing. Like, that's the thing with working at a Dominican nightclub is nothing is really established until it is, you know? 
yeah. I had no idea what I was getting paid, but I was like, whatever, I'm having fun. The only problem was I couldn't get a glass of water because there was no water in the kitchen. And the bartender was like, I can't give you a water without the boss's approval, but the boss is all over the place. There was this other bouncer, this huge Dominican dude from like a smaller town and he can't get a water. So I'm like, dude, we got to do something. Finally, I get the boss to approve a water. But then the waiter comes over. He says, there's water in the kitchen. He's like, agua in the cocina. I was like, no, there's no water in the kitchen. I wouldn't be asking for a bottle of water. It took me like an hour to get a water. It took the other bouncer like two hours to get a water. For all the people complaining in America. Yeah. And um, and so, and then like this big fat sheriff shows up. This guy's got a badge around his neck. He starts asking me for my papers. And and the man, the manager, not the owner, this little girl manager like talks to the sheriff and he leaves me alone. But then the whole club shuts down around 3.30. I thought we were going to go to like 6 because that's how late we partied like on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Or I, th- I mean, maybe to like 4 or 5, but like I thought we were going to go later. Everyone leaves. No one gets paid. I got no place to stay. So I kind of like, I find this all night diner. Um, this little, this like hungry little kid wants a sandwich. I'm like, whatever, here's a sandwich. I can't pay the bill, but I got my passport. I was like, you know, it's like six in the morning. The sun's coming up. There's a military band right outside the restaurant. And, and like, well, I was like, clearly I can't like dine and ditch, but I was like, here's my passport. I'll pay you tomorrow. Like, no, no, we don't do that. I was like, here's my passport. I'll pay you tomorrow. Like, okay. You can't pay. Give me your passport. I, I, I leave my passport. The sun's coming up. I'm like, all right. I'm still wearing my security shirt because my bet. Okay, my bag is at this other hotel that I, and it was a really nice, it was a much nicer hotel, and I couldn't pay for that either, but I ditched my bag there, because I'm like, okay, maybe I'll be able to pay with my nightclub, you know, earnings. Like, I'm thinking, it could be anything from, like, 50 bucks to 200 bucks, who knows, right, for, like, 12 hours of work. Um, and so, because the place, like, sold, like, tons of bottles that night, like, clearly, yeah. you know, I mean, who knows? Who knows how much the sheriff gets paid and, and what his other expenses are. But, you know, from my perspective, they did really well. Um, oh, I ran into a bunch of Americans uh, at that nightclub who I, you know, brought the previous night and they were like, hey, you got the job. You know, they were they were nice kids. Um, and so. Um, so I, uh, I kind of wander around Sunday morning. I go to this souvenir shop and the souvenir shops there, especially if you seem interested in buying something kind of expensive, like a ring, they'll give you a free shot of Mama Wana. Mm. Um, and then this, but this other uh, shop then also gave me a free shot of rum. <laughs> and so I was like, kind of, um, kind of, you know, like tipsy. And I was avoiding the, the plaza because I didn't want this other hotel to see me. Right. Cause I was like, I owed this bill. I knew I owed this bill. It was like, it could have been a lot. Cause I was like eating and drinking a lot. And, um, and so, but I'm, I'm like kind of tipsy. I try to go to church, but I'm wearing shorts. So they won't let me, this is the oldest cathedral in the Western hemisphere. I try to get in, but I'm wearing shorts. So they won't let me in. So I go to this cafe and I'm sitting in the plaza and I see some of the hotel employees like and then I see a bunch of cops. 
Oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh God. And and then this guide shows up and he's like, I know you, Sean. I will help you. What do you need? What do we need to do to resolve this? I was like, I need, I need to call my mom. I don't know what else to do. <laughs> and so it's a $213 bill for like one night of food and beverages and shit. And um, and so I call my mom, and my mom's like freaking out. She's like, Sean, what's going on? She's like, I was like, Mom, all you need to do Ugh, we lost you again. Western Union means, but it can't. Western Union's not going to work because it's Sunday. Hold on, uh, Sean. Go back to where you're oh, geez, calling you're your mom. Because you're God damn it, you're moving, you fucking moron. Okay. Driving me nuts. Tranquilo, Maddie. Tranquilo. All right, How's go it? back to you. Call your mom. She's she's flipping out. Um, oh, you're quiet again. Fucking a. He was in a perfect spot and he fucking moved. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's amazing what's wrong with this guy. You know what you need is you need a Bluetooth so you can just set your phone down and I know do whatever weird shit you're gonna walk walk around and do. Well, I'll have he gets in this rhythm. He's like a, yeah. he's an artist. Yeah, I'll, he's I'll, like I'll, when Dane Cook is pacing back and forth. I know. That's my comedy hero, Dane Cook. So you you owe two hundred thirty bucks, and so now you're, you're so desperate you call your mother. So eventually, it turns out this hotel is owned by an American woman, clearly, because it just had this kind of like really fake vibe. Um, and uh, so my mom's never used Zelle before, but I was like, Mom, you have to open your bank account. She's like, thanks. Still like, low, by the way. Eventually, she Zelled um, uh, this woman 300 bucks. Mm-hmm. And I said to the staff, I was like, oh, I have overpaid you. I can either stay for another night or you can give me the cash. They're like, we'll give you the cash. And, they and wanted you out. They don't trust your ass. Clearly. Well, it's hard work. hear you because you can't you keep moving. I'm not moving right now. I'm not moving. All right, good. Okay. Yeah. By the way, that's kind of hard to do in these countries to get to for them to turn down clients is a big deal. i know <laughs> like you yeah. must be really it's, fucking especially up. just okay after- don't ever fucking move from this Please position right move. here i'm not this gonna move I'm not best moving. audio i'm not moving i'm not moving i'm not moving. that guy with the huge dick across the hot yeah. tub is standing right in your back and if you move one centimeter all right, so you, they, they don't right. want your business. You got 50 pesos. The funniest thing was I called Yamanika with this with this Dominican dude's phone um, before I called my mom. And she's like, I don't have any money. I gave it all to my mother. And I saw you give 10,000 pesos to this Moto Concho guy, um, which is true because this guy like took me all over town and I and, like made a great video out of it. And um, he took me up to the statue of Jesus in Puerto Plata. And obviously that was too much money to give him. But that's the thing, what happens there a lot is like, people think, Dominicans will think that you're their meal ticket. And then they get angry when you give money to other people. This, this happened with my doorman too. Um, I tipped a Haitian woman with a wheelbarrow. All right, this is too quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I'm going to pause. Okay, so um, yeah, so I was saying that like it happens a lot where you know some Dominican thinks 
you're their meal ticket and they see you give money to someone else and then they get angry and, 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 you know, but you know, Yamanika had a right to be angry because I was promising her the world mm-hmm. um, and ran out of money, but like it happens with other people too. And, and, and it's, just, it's really annoying. And, you know, like my doorman, my doorman would like hit my friend Rob up for money when Rob was back in the States and he's just an asshole, you know, like at once you know, some people, once the, the money train ends, they just become complete shit. Sure, um, sure. Not everyone, but but some people. Um, and so, um, yeah. But anyway, you have, I mean, you have fifty pesos left. No, I had like eighty bucks, American. Okay. okay. Uh, because, and and so I was like, okay, great. I got enough for uh, a cheap hotel tonight. I'm going back to work. Um, yep. I don't know how much I'm getting paid for work, but I was like, all right, things are fine. At least for today, things are fine. And so I go back to work at five. I wasn't even 100% sure if I was working because, you know, maybe they're busy on Saturday, but don't need me on Sunday. The, the head of security was this guy, Alex. I was like, Alex, am I working? He's like, cloud OKC, of course. And so the manager, this little girl manager, was like, okay, tonight you have to stand the entire night by the ladies' room with a mop. <laughs> you just have to stand there like a sentinel. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Like... <laughs> that's not going to be a problem because all the girls come back and there's a big mirror before you enter the women's room and they all like pose and preen and get sexy. I'm like, Oh God, like, how am I going to stand here all night? Sure. And, and like, er, like at one point, like the staff's all hanging out in the back and one of the bartenders is like, so what do you do? Like the black girls, the Brown girls, what kind of girls do you like? And he's like specifically like talking about this one girl who was working there and I had an erection and, and everyone's pointing at my boner. Like <laughs> as the security guards. Yeah, yeah. Wait, anyway, you just had a you just had an erection that like people could see. Like, how old are you? 44. I'm 44. And you're just popping boners walking around. Yeah, it's it's a place, it's the place to do it, man. I well, mean more like, power to you, I guess. Hey, Luke, and, don't yeah. be judge, don't be judgmental here. No, I'm not judgmental. I'm yeah. saying that's it's like you know, if you, you're a king shaming, man. I've, I've, I've a lot of love. No, I'm not kink shaming. I'm not shaming be, at all. You should be ashamed I'm, of yourself. This is, a, this is a biology question. You should be I ashamed of yourself. I don't know many men, you know, around middle age that are yeah. just walking around like popping boners. Are you telling on, me uh, you've never been to a club and the security guard, you never saw him with a giant boner? <laughs> I guess you don't go clubbing. I no, guess most not. Most security guards I, yeah. wear baggier pants. I have these really tight jeans on. So you're yeah, all right. Well, more power to you, man. And and so um, but then like around like <laughs> 7 p.m., the manager is like, we decided we no longer need your services. So I'm like, okay, fine. Can you I get paid fired for, for having a boner? Oh, <laughs> I know that's king shaming, you right? Grossed there. everyone out with your Dude, boner. I'm gonna, call, I'm gonna call that place up and complain. Yeah, they de- there's definitely some OSHA problems there. Yeah. And, um, and so, <laughs> so the manager's like, only Louise, the owner can pay you. Let's come back later. I was like, fine. I go back to my hotel. I take a nap. I sleep till from like 7 PM to 3 AM. I'm like, oh shit. Are they still open? Thankfully they're still open. I, I say, Hey Louise, I had a lot of, I had, they make me give back the security dog shirt. Um, Shame. And, uh, and I was like, I had a lot of fun. Can I just get paid for last night? I see the sh- I see the sheriff again, and he's like, "Hey, buddy!" He gives me a big hug. 
Yeah. Apparently he's in a better mood because I guess he got paid. Um, the, the night before when I was cleaning up, I see this uh, tub of ice with a one bottle of Amaretto. And I was like, who the fuck drinks just a bottle of Amaretto? And the sheriff goes, it's me. But he, of course, he didn't hear my joke. He was just like, that's my Amaretto. Don't take it away. Because him and the boss, like, I guess, talked for a few hours later, Saturday night. But anyway, um, so Louise talks to his financial woman, the woman that keeps the books and everything. And they're talking for like 30 minutes. I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? Can they pos- what can they possibly be talking about for 30 minutes? And I'm waiting and waiting and waiting. And eventually he gives me a thousand pesos. He's like, good night. <laughs> I'm like, fine. Like what is it? How much is a thousand pesos? 17 bucks. For two days um, of work. No, well, technically. Okay. But I was like, fine, fine. At least, at least I know now that security work and sort of any work in the DR is just not going to work out for me. You know? Um, and I went back to my hotel and I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going back to Puerto Plata. I didn't have a flight till the fourth and it, and the flight was from Santo Domingo, but it was, um, it was like a week before Halloween, the Sunday before Halloween. Mm -hmm. So I was like, whatever, I'll go back North and I'll figure it out. Uh, I go back, I get a cheap hotel um near like a hotel i stayed at before near the karaoke bar so outside of Pusnam bar pretty far from blackbeards far from barbara negra um i uh you know so it was a monday oh I, I should tell you that like one night at this karaoke bar a few weeks before things got really crazy the yeah, owner curb yeah, stops no that comes later okay um the owner paid me a hundred dollars, like six thousand pesos, so more than a hundred dollars, yeah. just for being there and singing three songs. He's, he's this big Yankee, fat, bro. He's this big fat. I was, I was like, really the. I, I, I was a draw. Like, I really was a draw. People would tell their friends about Daddy Yankee, and they would bring like, and um, and so it was um. It was pretty, you know, it, it was cool for a while. Uh-huh. Um, so the Monday before Halloween, I'm hanging out at uh, this this bar on the beach. And I start hanging out there. I start hanging out at these beach bars in the Malacoon because, like, I don't want to I'm not ready to go back to to see Yamanika and, and hang out at Baba Negra. But, of course, eventually I end up back there. But what but one night i'm like really far from kostan bar you know where this karaoke bar is and i'm kind of like passed out having a cigarette in front of my hotel and i look up and it's geraldine the from the night of complete insanity like a few weeks ago like geraldine is staring at me on the back of a moto concho and i'm like thank god i had like two thousand pesos on me i was like here take it please please take it and 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 we were cool after that we were cool and fast forward um a a couple of weeks and i'm at skipper's bar the bar next to happy hippo where i met geraldine Uh and and skipper's like sean you don't got any money or bullshit or you can't pay for beer you're a loser 
You don't even pay your whores. And Francia's right there, Geraldine's friend, Francia, the girl that was with Z a lot. And Francia turns around and she says, no, Sean paid. Like she's in Spanish, like, no, he paid. He's a good guy. And he's and Skipper's like, all right, I take that one back. <laughs> so yeah, as, as as soon as you like make good with people, like your your friends for life, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. And so um I, I, you know, I end up like going to um, um, Barbara Negra one morning and Joselito, the guy that might have my iPhone, he buys me breakfast and I'm talking to this guy who's a diamond merchant in Chicago. I'm not, not having good. breakfast with him. I'm having breakfast with this guy, this Sikh guy, JJ, and his buddy from LA, Phoenix. And and see and the Sikh guy JJ was like, yes, I had an overnight with Yamanika. I was like, really? Oh. And I was like, he's like, I think she likes you very much. I was like, I know, I know, I know. And that must have made you feel really warm and fuzzy inside. It kind of well, it was the, it was honestly the best news I was going to receive that morning, you know, because I saw her leave. Like she was like walking out, looking all confident and funny, you know. Like it was, it's a very strange feeling seeing the girl you love working but yeah. you know but at that point I you know and, I, and I'd seen her the night before and she was wearing white just like the night we met and she looked like confident and she was like laughing with all of her colleagues and I was like and this is and she was so different than when I like you know first met her she was much more shy yeah. and I realized she now has something in common with all of her co-workers and you know what that is she's a hooker no she was a hooker before idiot um what she what she has in common is me like they all have me in common all right god you are a narcissist um, anyway and so um but anyway the, a diamond merchant from chicago i'm uh, sure he's I'm, gonna I'm, love that you mentioned his name and what he does well doxing. and so and so he's he's a He's a guest. I'm not, but a, you're, you know, He's not married, is he? But uh, who knows? Um, yeah. And so, from Chicago, and I, I thought we were buddies. And why don't and you JJ, give his whole address? Uh, do you want yeah. the zip code? No. And so, and so, I um. I like he's we're, we're, we're joking around and, and JJ had cut up this mango and I like just chuck a little mango at him. I miss him. I don't hit him. And he's like, what? I could fucking kill you. Who the fuck do you think? Are you even a guest here? And he said that like some freaking customer service rep. Are you even a guest here? And I was like, Steve, what the fuck, dude? We're at a freak. We're at a place called Blackbeard's Resort. And the funniest thing was like, the old American white dudes at this place are like, don't bring your cigarette near me. It's like, you're supposed to be living like a pirate, you piece of shit. Like these guys. It's are a so whorehouse. Like, I know. These guys I know. are acting like it's a fucking country club in Beverly I, Hills. That's, that's what they, <laughs> they can't afford a country club. So they come down to the DR and they pretend they're at a country club with prostitutes. Um, a lot of these guys go golfing during the day. I'm like, why the fuck would you golf while you're here? <laughs> but anyway. I mean, a lot of these guys are old. They're on testosterone. They're on Viagra. They're about to die. And they've totally fucked up their family lives. 
and you know they got a lot of guilt i guess and whatever and they see someone young having fun and it hurts them anyway so steve, steve had threatened to kill me he wanted to box me outside i get 86 he gets escorted back to his room um so i call his diamond office because i had his business card yeah and i was like steven rosenberg has is in a dominican whorehouse and he's threatening to kill people you should really check up on him wow wow <laughs> that is low I know. Hey, if you threaten if you threaten to kill me i'm gonna mess with your world i'm sorry um, all right and so <laughs> and so um that's the second and final time i got banned from barba negra and um and according to Yamanika, there's no business, like they're just, there's no one there. Like there's no money there right now. Like, like the last few days have been really bad. So I hope they suffer. Um, so anyway, uh, so I'm, 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 I guess, you know, the, the day before Halloween, I have, it's, it's like a kind it's like a Saturday. It's a Halloween night at Happy Hippo. What are you going as? I forget what I was wearing, like, but everyone else is dressed up. It's like a karaoke night. And after they do karaoke, they like dance until like one in the morning. It's really fun. And I'm like, and it was so beautiful. There's all these like kids dressed up and these little girls dressed like princesses. And I'm dancing with like everyone. And I, I meet this like woman who must've been like 50, but she's like a great dancer. I was like, shit, if Yamanika is like this at 50, I'm going to be a very happy 70 year old. Um, and, um, and so I was just like, whatever happens, like this, this has been like the time of my life, you know, the yeah. next day I get curb stomped by the Quebecois biker at his bar. <laughs> and I guess what, what set him off one day was I was late paying a bill, but it was just because his poutine gave me the runs and I had to go back to my hotel to clean myself up. So you, so and, wait, well, you got to tell the story because you told me off there, you go to the beach to, to poop because you have diarrhea. Yeah, and then I, but, but then clearly I'm not clean, so I needed like, to go. Take back us to through that. this whole uh, so you, beach diarrhea thing. Where this you is like, uh, important. Well, well, this yeah, this is back in Puerto Plata on the beach. The mat, so I'm outside of Costamba, and you know it's a it's a Quebecois bar, so they serve poutine. Yeah, and um, the poutine gave me the run, so I ran to the beach to you know, relieve myself because there's no bathroom. At this well, where, do you Everyone... where do you shit on the beach? You shit in the water or do you shit on the, the beach? Um, I, I found a secluded bush and then I went in the water, but I was like, I did, I felt dirty. Yeah. And, and by the time I got back, there was a shift change. So like, uh, they were like, you ran out of your bill. I was like, here's the money for the bill. I'm sorry. And I, here's, I'll, I'll tip the waitress who was here this morning tomorrow. Yeah. I bought her like, and this girl is like, 19 she's tall she's got an afro she's at i mean if she was walking down the streets in new york or la like you'd think she was a star mm -hmm. um like like she really is i mean she's she's not my girl um and never really was but like she was she could really do amazing things with her life if she knew how like you know if she knew her worth um so so whatever, like that Sunday, Halloween Sunday, I don't know what, I don't know exactly. Maybe he was just sick of Gasolina because like the girls all loved hearing that like multiple times every Monday, you know, even not, even non-Mondays, they put it on when I was there. Um, yeah. 
And he just like grabs me by the ear, drags me down the curb. <laughs> and I was like, Martin, ça va? Let's go. I mean, this is in French now because he's Quebecois. Yeah. And, uh, and I was like, whatever, fuck off. You know, like, dude, you're clearly, you're going to die on the toilet any day now or die in a motorcycle accident because uh, he's big, fat, and stupid. And so I, and I like, well, you know, I can't really go to Costambar. I can't, I can't really hang out in Puerto Plata. Um, let's, let's go, let's go to Sisua, right? So I've told you about Sisua a little, right? No. Okay. You know, Sisua, where did you, when did you sell your phone? Have you sold your phone yet? The, the, that was a while ago. So you, yeah. you, you sold At your phone point, for $300 to a janitor. Yeah. Well, that's what they say, but according to my insurance company, it was stolen. So no one knows the true story there. Okay, um, sorry about that. Anyway. So I've got your phone got stolen. I've got this cheap little Dominican phone with a Dominican number. It's like a flip phone. Because that's all I could afford. And um, so I go to Sisua, which is, which is a town between Cabarete and Puerto Plata, where the girls just walk the beach. And it's, it's really funny because like there's families around, there's like fishing boats that go out, there's a lot of water sports. I met a Christian missionary group there, but the girls are, you know, like yeah. back and forth and, and, you know, the girls don't really come out to like 1 p.m. or so, but like once they're out there, they're out there. And I meet this guy, Milton from the Bronx, uh, who owns a bar on, on the beach and we kind of hit it off. And I hit it off with uh, these vacation guys who, have a souvenir stand right next to it. And I meet these, I meet these two girls, one Ingrid from Santo Domingo. She's a knockout. I buy her a bikini because whatever on that guy. I didn't I never paid for her like for sex or anything, but like but she's definitely the sound like, is bad again because you keep moving. Okay. Uh, how about how about now? Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll stop moving back and forth. Um so I um so I'm in Sisua and but I'm thinking like ah, I don't really want to hang out here with all the temptation. So I'll go back to Cabarete. Um the sound is perfect now, but okay, okay. I'm gonna hold it here. Yes, please. Please for the love so, of so God. I'm like I'm like, okay, cabarete, it's like hippies and surfers and you know, I, I don't have any problems there. It'll be fine. Like, I, I'll go back to the old surf camp I stayed at. Um, and so I do that. And when I show up, Ali, this German Turkish guy who um, owns the surf camp, he's like, hey, you're back. Your room's ready. Like the same room I stayed in like almost two months ago is free. He's like, go stay, you know, pay me tomorrow. Um, and so I'm like, okay, fine. I'll, I'll, um, great, you know. Oh, before that, I kind of wandered the streets because I um, I didn't really have any place to stay in Cabaret then. This girl so were, you sleep, were you sleeping on the beach? Well, I was I almost did, but listen to the story. Um and so I uh I um this girl on a motorbike just picks me up, brings me back to her place, but again, nothing's free. Yeah. <laughs> and and she, she like blew me for like up two minutes i was like no 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 but again nothing's free and and i was like i can't 
pay you right now and she's she's like well whatever I'll, i'm gonna go like i can't remember what she said but like i woke up and because she had like two bedrooms and i woke up and she was gone so i'm like whatever I'll, i'm gonna go i'm gonna i'm like in the middle of like the ghetto and cabarette it's called la cienega and so i just i walk and eventually the sun comes up and i that's when i check into ali's surf camp and and it's a blast like seeing all these people from like almost two months ago that I'd met and this the guy that cooks there makes this really good churrasco like this steak uh, which is absolutely delicious um but um the problem was that there was a restaurant there were two restaurants where I owed bills uh, elsewhere and one of them was owned by this American cunt from upstate when I first met her like two months before this, she wanted to bitch not about Andrew and Chris Cuomo, but about Mario Cuomo. I was like, dude, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't bring up Mario. My parents like Mario. And then like, I spent like a morning eating and drinking at her place. And what I was like, whatever, I'll, I'll take off and pay for it later. And, um, and one and cabarette is really just like one main drag so it's and it, and the beach so it's you know if people are looking for you it's pretty easy to find you uh -huh. but she wouldn't have found me except for this moto guy was like trying to rent me his moto i was like no dude go away stop being so loud and then she finds me and she threatens to arrest me i was like where are the police i go back to the surf camp i'm having dinner with these german guys because ali's germany has a lot of german friends uh -huh. and the bitch tried to this bit Allison Lockwood is her name. Um, and if she's such a phony, all like, these people. Well, yeah, the Americans I'm doxing because I don't care because they suck. The white ones. Yeah. Um, and she's such a phony. She's got all these Buddhist statues all over her restaurant, but her restaurant sucks and her curry really sucks, by the way. Yeah, I, I grew up in Woodstock, New York, so I understand the, the, the fraudulent uh, hippies. The, the, yeah, the fake hippies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, so finally, so, so she and this guy, Andres, who owns a restaurant called Roma. Yeah. Um, he's, he's got my passport because I left it there. <laughs> and he's actually a really nice guy. Um, uh, but Allison's like, come with us now. I'm like, no, I'm eating. The cops are like, buen provecho. The cops are really polite. Like, I'm, you yeah. know, buen provecho, bon appetit. But she was such a con, conio. And, um, and uh and so i was like well i guess i gotta call my mom again <laughs> and and so i you know my my poor mother is dealing with a lot of you know this this kind of thing has never happened before she's never had to send money internationally or anything like that um and so she's she western unions andres i sleep on the beach that because because ali's haitian henchman is like you cannot stay here tonight so I sleep, I go to, I was like, well, I see a couple of cops and they, they were there earlier and they're like, you're going to pay tomorrow. Right? I was like, yeah, yeah, And they're like, where are you going to sleep? It's like, yeah, I'll sleep on the beach. And they're like, this, the beach is tranquilo for you. It's like, yeah, it's all right. But then I, I, I sleep a little and then I, I'm walking around and there's this hotel with a gate open and the, this Haitian guy was like, he let me check in without a passport and without any money. I was like, well, this is nice. This is Hotel Alegria. Yeah, but this all sounds like all con. I mean, all right. Okay, just 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 follow. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, and by the way, I found another Monday night carry. By the way, you're, I'm going to just interrupt. You're very lucky because I can only do 13 more minutes today. So okay. you're lucky. So we're going to have to do another part, which means I'll have to feed the meter. So you're, yeah, you're like there, there's at least there's at least two more hours where this came, you know. <laughs> yeah, this is fascinating. Yeah. I mean, my 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 uh, the, so far the highlight is that you got fired for having a boner on the job as security. <laughs> it's that, mean, if right. we got yeah, if we got I mean, a card on, then let's just uh, yeah, let's just tie this part into a nice bow then at the end. Yeah, we'll okay. do another. We'll do another. What are we at? It's we'll do ten more minutes. And then uh, I'll feed the meter. Okay. You're lucky. So I, lucky I check the story in, is so good. I check in the Hotel Alegria. I sleep there. I walk over to Restaurant Roma. Mm-hmm. Andres gives me a ride on his Moto Concho. He's, he's a super nice guy. We, we hang out later, just shooting the shit. He wrote a very nice letter to my mom, a very nice text or email or whatever. Yeah. Um, and... Um, and I, I get my passport. I get some money. I go back to Hotel Alegria. I buy a coffee. And this woman and her and this dude come in. And, and she's like, hello. And I don't recognize her. And she's like Dominican. She's like 40-something. She's got a daughter in Jersey. She's got the sweetest, softest voice. She's like, I've never seen you, but I know your voice. Because she heard me do karaoke at this other place in Cabarete on Monday. Boy Boy, it's called. Yeah, and like it, like the word for I go is V O Y, but they they don't pronounce V's. The, the V's are all B's there, so mm-hmm. it's really boy boy, but it's said like boy boy. So it sounds like a gay club, but it's not. Um, I mean, there's gays there, but 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 you know, and 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 one of the nights in San Domingo at the club was super gay and tranny, um, uh, and then Saturday night wasn't, but like there is a lot, like you know obviously the culture is different but there is that stuff there you just need to look for it's it's more subtle outside of the nightclubs and stuff but it's definitely there um as well as older women from europe and america hooking up with haitian dudes like there was this german woman i met on the beach and her haitian your much younger haitian boyfriend was like you know pouring rum forever who's so happy and most of the germans down there are um are uh they look like, you know, retired Nazi war criminals. They're miserable. They're shirtless. They're sitting on the beach, drinking beer, getting fatter. Mm-hmm. But this woman had such a smile on her face. Like, you, like more women should go down and hook up with Haitian guys, especially miserable American women. Um, oh, I should say one more thing about the Germans I was dining with when I was almost arrested uh, at the surf camp. Because one of them happened to work not for the tourist police. The tourist police all wear these white shirts and they're the people I interacted with when I was in trouble. Yeah. But this German guy worked for the international police. So like if you and I tried to rob a bank or do like do a real crime in Dominican Republic, then we would encounter the international police. And then this international policeman is like, do you, do you believe in Jesus? I was like, a, a little bit. And he's like, I don't belong to any church, but I preach every Sunday on the beach. Will you let me pray with you? I was like, okay, you know, I'm in trouble. Oh, I love this. I love it. I'm in trouble. I'll pray with you. Sure. It's like, he says a prayer like, Lord, look down on Sean and help him with his problems on Jesus Christ. You know, and, and, like, and I almost was ready to like join this man, like become a follower of this man. Right. Like, cause, cause like he was, I, I was at a low point. Yeah. And um, I needed help. 
But then he's like, you'll know we are living in the end times. I was like, Jesus Christ. Like he just had to keep going with like yeah. with the book of Revelations <laughs> and the end of the world. It's like COVID means the end of the world. Don't you know that? I was like, Jesus Christ. It's like, the world is going to end soon. It's like totally. So like this Nazi looking preacher who's also a policeman. Uh, he, he had me for a moment, but he lost me. Yeah. No, I hear you. They go there. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, this woman, Joanna, is like super sweet. Her, the guy she's hanging out with um, cuts me a little stone of, of Laramar. Laramar was the color that Yamanika was wearing when she came to my rescue. The color of the ring I gave her. The ring didn't fit her, unfortunately. Um, uh, it's like the it's like the national stone of Dominican Republic. Like it's it's everywhere in the ground. So like it's just it's a very common souvenir. She, um, I wore it around my neck, and she's like, "This is good for your voice." Like Joanna's very like kind of hippie-ish. She yeah. runs a cacao farm and has a little yeah. store that says cacao products. You know what cacao is? No. It's kind of like cocoa, but it's more medicinal. I don't know. It 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 tastes kind of chocolatey, but it's like hippies like it. Sure. She makes cacao wine and, you know, gave me some cacao wine at her little, you know, boutique in exchange for playing the guitar and playing songs and stuff like that. Uh, so um, very nice woman. And um, a, a person that my that I, I called my mom on her phone a few days later just to get a tracking number for some more cash. Because what keeps happening here is like I get a little money and it goes right away because I'm I don't I don't know about the cheapest hotels yet. You know, as soon as I get some money, like I'm hungry and I spend too much money on food or beer or whatever. And then there's, there's moochers. Like you, you owe people money. So as soon as you no, get well, the money. Well, not 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 yet. Not like every I'm, I'm paying back everyone as soon as I can. Right. Uh -huh. But then just the act of paying people back, like you're, you're at their bar, they're like, can I get you something else? Or, yeah. and there's all, and there's moochers everywhere. And the moochers in Cabaretta are starting to like gravitate towards me. Um, but anyway, one day Joanna invites me to come with her to do a cacao presentation at one of these like kind of hippie commune places. They're really just hotels with like pools and yoga classes and stuff, but they have a hippie commune kind of feel. Uh -huh. And so she's like, come with me. We'll get the cacao from my place. And then we'll go to this little hippie place. And so I get on the back of a moto concho and she gets, she's in front of me. And, and honestly, like this girl's like close to my age, like in a different world, she would be a perfect match. And, and during the ride to the hippie commune, she's like bouncing on my pelvis. Cause that's, you know, you're just on a motorbike and I'm like, oh my God, this is, and she's gorgeous. Like she's, she looks great. Um, her 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 baby daddy is some famous bachata musician. Bachata is the Dominican music. Yeah, I know. And 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 at one point after that, she gives the cacao presentation, and we made together what's called a vision board. We're like, and the whole time she's like, oh, you know, we have to have a boat, and we have to have a lot of sex, and we have to have friends. I was like, the friends can swim, you know, like like we're flirting like all day, and 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 on yeah. the beach, I'm I'm just like. She's, I'm like, damn, you're gorgeous. And she's just like, okay. And it turns out that she's married, not to the guy that I met with her earlier, but to some Finnish, old Finnish guy. But she also dates like all these like 
hippies in their 20s and early 30s and she's got them like wrapped around her finger and she likes that you know and she even told me once like i could never be with you you're too too much of a man or something like something like that you know or is like like we you know i'd tear her apart i guess um tear her apart yeah i mean not i probably would who knows but i mean she's not an idiot like she's she's just too much of a hippie for me yeah, but she she's super sweet and she like you know we've we've texted a little since I'm back and she's like I'm so happy you're safe and back and you should definitely have lunch with my daughter in New Jersey <laughs> you know like and that's not even a necessarily like a romantic or sexual thing it's just like it's the way people are down there. That you never hooked up with her. No, no. I'm glad we didn't because she's a great friend and she she she's very helpful in a crisis. Um. And her cacao wine is very good. I bet. So that's that's probably a good place to wrap it up. So just you know, remind me. Um, it's really, it'll be the beginning of the cabarette craziness, which is really like um, around November or like early November for like about two weeks. Okay, right. so I'll 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 wrap it up what I've heard today. So you left, you came back. Gave you Avonika money. You met some other girl. You messed around with her. You went back to Santa Domingo. You got in a lot of trouble because you ran out of money. Then you went back to Puta Plata. You uh, ran out of money. You got curb stumped. And now you're just like bringing out places to stay. Also, you got fired as a security guard for having a boner. Yeah, I probably got fired for other reasons, but I, I or maybe they just were like, this guy's not a good fit because he's having too much fun. That's that's probably why I got fired. Or they just didn't need me. Like I was a vanity hire, and yeah, you were good for the customers because you were good eye candy for the chicks. Yeah, they should have never put you in front of that mirror. <laughs> Luke, any thoughts to wrap this up? Yeah, this is uh, just looking forward to part three. I guess I know he's lucky because I got to feed him the meter. Yeah, All it's, right, it's, guys. it's it's about a month apart. So like a, September was last time. This was October. We'll do November so you, next time. So okay, I'll ask you one last question. So at this time, you know, I'm starting to freak out. I start writing you like once every two days. Like, are you alive? Are you alive? Are you alive? And I'm like talking to my buddy Danny and my buddy Dave and Luke, and I'm like, dude, I don't know if this guy's alive. Like, this is really scary. So I'm starting to get worried. Just saying. Yeah, I mean, I, I really wasn't able to check Instagram. I didn't have a laptop. Yeah. I didn't have a phone. Um, like most of the time I was, I mean, all the time I was calling my mom, mom. from other people's phones. I'm, I'm like yeah. texting on WhatsApp from other people's phones to Yamanika, you know, just to be like, I'm alive. I'm okay. Sure. Um, uh, but yeah, I just, you know, I'm sorry about that. I just didn't have the means to check these things. No worries. I mean, well, you got you got to wipe your phone before you sell it too. That's uh... no, the, yeah. no. Joselito didn't stolen. do anything bad with my phone. If if he's the guy that had it, phone got stolen, <laughs> and nothing nothing bad happened with my phone. That's that's there's well, that, no evidence. Well, that's what we'll get into because okay, yeah, yeah. I woke up that people were hitting me up for money, and then all your friends for money, and then I got really worried that somebody stole your phone and murdered you, and now it's asking for money. And Maddie was worried people were coming after him. Too. Yeah, I was more worried about myself. <laughs> more I, importantly, I already considered you dead, so I was like, it doesn't what? matter. He's already dead. Why, why? Why would Dominican gangsters 
bother with you, Maddie. Maddie what, is that they, important? They, here's what I was thinking. My paranoia. I'm like, they probably murdered Sean, and they know I'm his <laughs> friend. So they're like, he might call the police. So we got to take him out. So they're, I thought they were going to put a hit on. Listen, no one. You didn't no even tell me that part. I would have fucking laughed at you hard even though i was laughing to begin with here's the nice thing about being a poor gringo no one's gonna rob you or, or kidnap you there's yeah. no reason there's no reason fucking it all right well all right well that's the next part thank you so much uh i don't know what to say i mean i'm just like i need a shower myself like yeah this was intense bro it's more like when you told me like i was like wow and now what you told me today i'm just like wow yeah it's it's it doesn't it gets crazier legally but not emotionally and, and sexually and then somehow yamanika comes back into the picture yeah uh, amazingly miracles what, a, miracles what a great gal what a loyal wonderful gal. Right. well you know when you work as a prostitute you gotta you gotta you gotta understand some things you, you understand men pretty well yeah. All that and more coming up on the next edition of Salsa Orgies, yeah. Volume 3. Okay. All right, guys. Right. Sounds good. We'll see I you soon. We'll in a couple right. days, all right, Shano? And I'll all right, cool. Oh, and Maddie.